Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney. Did I startle you? <laughs> this is the place. This is the spot. This is where it's happening, Brains, uh, where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today we have Dr. Tracy George. She is uh, the business, okay? This woman is a comedian. I'm looking for her to make me laugh somewhere within the interview. I know it's going to happen. She is a uh, veteran of the United States Army. I'm going to ask her what it felt like being in that space, because, girl, this is some trickery. <laughs> she got two kids, and she's the author of a book. Let's welcome her to the show. How you doing, Dr. Tracy? I'm doing all right over here. Thank you all for right. having me. Absolutely. Thank you for me for having a place to have somebody, okay? Because I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm absolutely grateful. So tell us... How you show up in the world? Where you come from? <laughs> I come from originally, I'm a military brat. I come from Florida, Homestead Air Force Base. Mm. Uh, my father served uh, in the Air Force. He served first in the Army, and then he served in the Air Force by the time me and my brother arrived. And uh, then he retired in his home state of South Carolina, Florence, to be the city. And so we ended up moving from Florida when I was about 11, 12 years old, and we planted ourselves here, and we've been here since. Well, you know, Florida is changed. Yes. <laughs> Should I say it's, it's, it's evolving? Yes. And it's, it's you know, considered, I forgot that it was considered kind of Southern. Yes, it was. With a certain grace and gravitas and courtesy and camaraderie, but also confederacy. Uh, yeah. And I just don't understand what it is that's going on in the world that people are turning back the hands of time. Instead of progressing forward, they're going backwards. And you were a woman in the military. In the uh, army. You know, the army ain't no chumps. I wouldn't have lasted 15 minutes, okay? Because when they try to break me down to build me up, I'd be crying or cussing. And they'd be the, I AWOL, okay? They'd be looking for me. Right, <laughs> right, right. How did you get into the military? I know that you were a military brat and you were indoctrinated pretty much into this because of your father. But what made you want to also follow in his footsteps and join the military? It's funny you ask that question. When I was about five or six, my dad came home and normally girls would put on their mother's shoes. I took my dad's boots off and I put my feet into them and started walking around. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize I was trying to be like dear old dad. And so my brother went in the Air Force and I split hairs. I said, well, he went in the Air Force. I'm going to go in the Army. And so that's basically how it happened. I felt led to go in and uh, I wanted to get away from home and I wanted to uh, get a few extra dollars in my back pocket to pay for school. And so all those things came together and there I was. <laughs> what an experience. 
How did they treat a sister in the army? Oh, let me tell you, being the <laughs> sister that I am, he, when they uh, told us you have to carry your bags and you have to walk up this steep hill to get to our barracks, I had already said, I'm, I'm, through. I'm out. You can cancel this one. And so I dropped my bags. The drill sergeants were yelling and cussing. I said, I don't care. What you're not going to do is touch me. So I stood there with my arms folded while they were trying to plead with me to pick these bags up. Mm. But by the time I graduated, they wanted me to go to drill sergeant school. And uh, one of the hardest drill sergeants, drill sergeant Parr, he was the one that turned around and said, you thought we didn't like you, but we saw the leadership gift and we couldn't play with you. We had to take you seriously because there was something different about you. So they created a spot for me. I was not in ROTC. My brother did all that. I was in the band, I was in chorus. And so when they found out I could sing, they turned around and uh, uh, made me the cadence caller. I was so just trying to say, yeah, my own was going to your left. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was going to your left. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I know. I love that. The Jody drills. One, two, three, four, two, three, four. So I was out there sounding like the big boys. They were like, who is she? There would be drill sergeants in the street cussing me out like, how dare she? <laughs> so they tried to talk me into going to drill sergeant school. And uh, I loved it. I stayed 11 years. Wow. So, you know, I um, I got a little bone of contention with yeah. the military. Right. That's how women yes. are subjectified. Um. And you know what? Let me let me dial back. Let me correct myself because you're not a woman or a man, a transgender, a gay. You're a soldier, right? That that's it, okay. But then when you come home, you treat it like sloppy seconds. Absolutely, it's better now. I'm seeing it's a lot the aftermath. I'm seeing a lot more people getting their benefits, going back, being reevaluated, getting their just due. Right, but, but um, you have to fight for it. Yeah, you do, and you know what? It's I had a, a friend of mine tell me one time that uh, they are, uh, you're brainwashed. I said, well, you know what? You brainwashed when you go to church. <laughs> really? That's right. Okay. You brainwashed when you get into a relationship with a narcissist. Right. You brainwashed when you, you know, uh, watching mindless TV. So it's, right. it's how you wash my brain. Do you wash it with Tide or do you wash it with Dove? Or what, what, what are you doing with? But it's how you process these things. And right. to be able to have still a sense of self. Right. To be able to edit and filter and say, you know what? This is not right with my spirit. Absolutely. not right with my soul. So when I'm sitting here watching, you know, mainstream media, I have to pull back. I watch it once a day. I right. say, okay, this is the same thing that they're going to pour into my mind all over again. Right. What is my heart telling me? How do I really protect people? You know, I want to just look at the color of their skin or do I want to look at the content of their heart? That's right. You have to do the research. 
You yeah. have to do the research and you have to advocate for yourself. And what I found being in the military, even in the church world, is that a lot of people just accept whatever's going on and they just sit there and don't say anything until somebody else speaks up. And then they say, you know, I was feeling the same way. You've got to open your mouth. You've got to ask questions. Don't accept anything uh, just because somebody said it. Right. Read, or go along and get along. Yeah, that's know? right. Because you want to be a part yeah. of the crowd because you that's don't right. have a sense of self. You got to right. have a sense of identity. That's of right. Who you are. You got to carve out your own niche in the world. That's right. And well, that's I'm why they. About, yeah, I was talking about women in the military. When they come back, you know, do I expect for them to have a little special treatment? Yeah. Yeah. These are mothers. They've yes. been separated from their children. They might have been sexually assaulted. They might have been the right. mean. You know, you're in you're in a foreign country, and when they come back, they treat them as a male veteran. They don't just That's have right. a blanket for veteran services. Do you still right. work with that population of veterans in the military at all? I've been trying to uh, to step in and work with vets as it relates to therapy and things of this nature, and. Uh, trying to help them um, because as you said there are a lot of stories there are a lot of issues that have not been addressed um, for example there are some vets that you find on the street uh, because they did not um, understand concerning their benefits uh, and now if you try to get the benefits after you get out of the military, you're looking at them treating it as if you're trying to get something out of their pocket mm -hmm. and not something that you deserve, that it should be their honor. And so my father left here in 2021, December, and we were still pushing and fighting after his death to get his benefits wow. completed. And he had a good majority of them. He was already because he retired, but there were other things my mother did not know about mm -hmm. uh, that uh, my uncle had started working with dad, but his, his system began to decline. And so we had to keep fighting. And finally, she got the letters of um, acceptance and uh, um, things that she'll be getting on his behalf. It is a shame. And uh, you have different ones trying to fight to get that system a little more uh, loose because it's so tight, it's so rigid. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize what they're doing to their uh, soldiers out here. Because in basic, they make you understand you're a soldier. And whatever your uniform is, that's the color you bleed. That's what they tell you. But I try to tell people, keep your eyes open. That's Be right. Clear on it because if and you, then you don't, look at some of these, you look at some of these politricians. Yes. Oh, yes. That's uh, signing their name on the dotted line, and they never served. <laughs> they that's never served. Right. Never served. Never Just served. Create a hole. Right. And I tell people that, that that say that you know the military is trickery. Right. Well, when your son or daughter go to prison, that's indoctrination and trickery too. Absolutely. At least this way you have benefits, you have honor, you are able to see the world, you have an opportunity to have an education, you're able to provide for your family, all That's these right. things. So the military is very honorable, but I work here and live here in San Diego, and I'm seeing that the recruitment is down considerably. Oh, yes, it is. A lot of people are not 
picking up because it's a different military from the one that I went into. Yep. Um, my father and I would talk all the time and he said, they didn't do that when I was in there. Right. Uh, they could rough you up when my dad was in there, mm -hmm. pull you beside the tent. By the time I got in, you know, they couldn't do that, especially with someone like me, because I will report you. And then <laughs> I believed in the report system. They look and I'm exactly, exactly. And uh, now you know it's a different. But even how they look in the uniform, girl, I go over here to the naval base. Right, and I look like sloppy seconds. Right, you know it's they don't have any, they don't have any pride in it. The no shoes are not shined. Mm -hmm. Right, no, they don't. You know, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. But, you're doing therapy with people and you've incorporated yeah. comedy. How did you, yeah. you know, I know that you said that you sang and all that, but how did you incorporate the jokes? Well, it started for me as a kid. I was abused by some of my uh, mother's family. They sent me and my brother to spend a little time in the summer when I was eight years old. And up until that point, I was the ham in the family. I had to perform in front of the TV. Uh, I grew up at a time where they had uh, show and tell. And so I would be the one getting up, doing whatever I could think of, because I would forget. And so I said, okay, I can sing a song. I can do this. I'm the one who sung the whole Debbie Boone song in front of my class in the second grade. Mm -hmm. You light up my life. And my mother said, what do you know about lighting up somebody's life? But I was up there singing it. And so as time progressed, I went from being this uh, ham to being an introvert. I literally shifted. And so it took years for me to come out of that, that place. And I made a commitment that I was going to help anybody else that went through that. I had, there was a lady at our church who also had a background in counseling. And she told my mother, she said, bring her you know, just drop her off at my office and me and her will hang together. And after I cussed everybody out and cried my heart out, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I used my granddaddy in them words. And Ooh, I got, yes. And she just sat there and looked at me. She said, uh, this is the start. This is the beginning. She said, I don't want you to allow yourself to, um, overwhelm yourself from all the stuff. She said, cause you will implode. She said, you will combust. She said, and you gotta keep that stuff from growing inside of you. If you feel like you need to talk, set aside. She said, it don't have to be me. And if you don't wanna talk to your mom and everything, because that's some of her family. She said, then you step aside with someone that you trust. Hmm. that you can trust to sit down with and, and, and hold value to not only you, but to the words you have to say, to the things that you had to endure. I remember going to college and uh, I was just sitting there. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And uh, I would go to the bathroom and cry. And then I would just go sit outside my classroom and my professor would always leave the door open because she saw me sitting there. And she would wonder, why is she not coming to class? So one day I said, uh, Doc, I have this friend. And she said, yes. And I told her my story. 
And she said, it sounds like uh, borderline manic depressive. She said, that's when things have piled up so much that you have become overwhelmed and you can't swim your way through it and you need some guidance. Tell your friend to come see me. And right then I said, she's gonna try to take me out of school. I learned how to put a mask on it. And then when I went to church, I would see people with that same mask on. And I said, something is not right because the very thing they say is supposed to be helping us. Right. It's not helping. And folks are just going through the motions. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? That's great. And they're going home crying. Uh, uh, blessed, blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You know the words. <laughs> and, but in the interim, not nothing happening. And if all of this is supposed to help, then why aren't we helping? We've created a situation that looks so wonderful, but it's not, it's not getting things to the people. And so that's when I said, if I'm going to be a minister, then that I can't do that. Right. There are people that need you to hold their hand through some things. I'm bumping into people who have been involved in domestic violence issues, molestations, and other things like that. And uh, even to the point of neglect and rejection and what that does to a person's psyche. And I said, I, I can't be the one. So there got to there has to be a connection between the word of God and the people. And I decided I wanted to be one of those. And that's how I got into biblical therapy. Well, you know, and again, understanding the the personal connection that you have with your Lord and Savior. A yes. personal via V, not yeah. you know, through someone else. They may be right. able to help you color in the white space, but you still right. have to show up and you have to do the work. That's and you have it. to be involved and you have to be engaged and you have to be honest and you have to be transparent. And that's hard. It's hard. Yes. What that's would you it. tell a 25-year-old Dr. Tracy George? Mm-hmm. What would you say to yourself? What would I tell yeah, what would you tell a 25-year-old? At 25, I would have told them Take a vacation. <laughs> get away from the I'm telling you. Take get away from these people because uh you're you've got all their words in your head. Get away from them. You know, rebuild your family. Right. What I found is just because we share the same DNA does not mean that I have to you know, show up at the family reunions and do all this stuff just to, to please somebody. And I found that that's what I was doing. I would have also told my 25 year old self, don't marry this man. This ain't the one. <laughs> just just <laughs> wait. Thank God for my children. But that one, mm -mm. Mm. I would have sat there and said, girl, turn around. I would have been the runaway bride. Wow. I would have ran and been sitting there running as fast as I could. My dad would have been like, Tracy. And I would have been like, mm -mm, don't call me. By the time they looked, I would have been sitting at home drinking uh, some water with my legs propped on the couch looking mm -hmm. at TV. Mm -hmm. You know, those, but those experiences made you the woman mm -hmm. that you are today. Absolutely. Okay? 
that those experiences made you the woman that you are today. So yeah, and we could rewrite history. Oh boy. You know, (laughs) it would would be a whole new chapter. My mother used to say all the time, you know, the things that I know could make a new world. Yes. Oh yes. You you progress, you've documented all of this in a book. Do you have the book there with you? Yes. Let's see her. Yes. Close it up. Let me see it real good. Put your pretty face right next to it. Look at that. <laughs> the blessed place. Mm-hmm. It's kind of blurred at the top. Can you tell me what the subtitle is? I can't see it too well. Along the course of life, take the time to evaluate where you are. Wow. That sounds like a a, a tagline to the view. <laughs> <laughs> So what is the blessed place? What's inside the the, the content of that? Well, I write books based on experiences and and things that I had to learn along the way. And I could sometimes get into a place where I would just be like a chicken with its head cut off, just running all over the place and, and just, oh, let me do this. Let me do that. And I had to learn how to stop and just up going through a divorce, you never consider that there are lessons that that marriage, that that divorce hands you. Going through a near-death experience, lessons. Having children, lessons. You didn't make the A that you wanted in that class you took. There are lessons. And if you don't learn the lessons, you're, you're likely to repeat certain situations um friends that you selected but were not friends that you should have had right but they're lessons and so every now and then it's good to just sit and evaluate sit in that spot for a minute yes and evaluate i call it i call it marinating in the cut come on (laughs) i love it (laughs) you gotta let it soak in that's right. I, I was doing that the, the I was doing that this morning. I was editing and filtering folks in the family. Yes. <laughs> and I was putting a plus or a minus. Yes. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, you're gonna pop up when the money comes, you're gonna pop up. Right. When it's a party, you're gonna pop up at the funeral and all that. But how come you just can't pop up today? That's absolutely right. no reason. That's right. You know. That's right. Check in with me. But you got to add to you. You holding on to something. Yes. I don't need you then. I need you now. Yes. Not about how you die. It's how you live. It's how you live. And the struggle is real. That's it. That's it. You grace us with a a reading. Okay. Bless place. Sure will. Right from the introduction. Have you ever longed for a Calgon escape? I know I have. Noise-free, drama-free, no distractions. Sounds great, doesn't it? Hold up one minute before you rush off to locate a map to pinpoint the physical address, to leave all your troubles behind Boulevard. Stop right where you are. Many of us over the course of our lives have considered a job, house, relationship, city and state, when thinking of where we are supposed to be, especially when we feel stuck 
in our current situation. So let's fast forward a few months. You've gotten the new job. You moved to the new city and connected with new people. Now you feel like you're on top of the world. Celebration, here you come. For those first few months, everything is great. What could possibly go wrong? However, as time passes by, the excitement seems to wane. You don't feel the same. What happened? Can't quite put your finger on it. Did you make a mistake? You still feel empty. The honeymoon phase has ended. Mm. What went wrong? You continue to question everything, even to the point of preparing for another move, job, or relationship and continuing the cycle until. Whew, can we pause for a moment and take a nice long breath? Agreed. Let's breathe. In our day-to-day -day movement, do we stop long enough to consider the need to release and focus? Yeah. I mean, you captured it. Okay, that was a portrait. That wasn't a snapshot, that was a portrait. And Brains, you know, you have to, um, you just gotta be honest with yourself. You right. know? Right. I'm just not getting it right. Or let's talk about the overachiever syndrome. Exactly. The sister that just thinks she got it all together, you know? She walking up in there with the red bottom shoes and the pencil yes. skirt. Yes. Got the lipstick, you know, yes. and so unhappy. Right. Because she feels like she has to be everything to everybody. You That's don't right, take time for yourself. Well, I'm going to tell you, brains, I'm a selfish hussy. <laughs> <laughs> because I will pump my brakes in a heartbeat. You know, yes. I will get off this device. And I will call and go get me a massage, get my nails done. Right. I will take a power nap. Somebody texted me at four o'clock this morning. <laughs> said, baby, I said, I, I will contact you when I get up. Yes. He said, well, what time will that be? I said, when I get up, when I'm ready. That's right. Okay. It could be nine, could be 10. Hell, Come I'm on. sleeping all day. It might be tomorrow. Right. <laughs> right. right. But I am a woman of a particular age, but I've always been that way. Yes. In corporate America, and I'm telling you, sometimes it would just suck the life out of me. And I tell this story all the time. Uh, my boss said, you know what? I need you guys to make me a million dollars today, not tomorrow, today. And if you do it, I'll give you $400 cash a couple days off. We're going to pop champagne and celebrate. Girl, the sales wow. team got together. We made that joke a million dollars. We stuffed the channel with everything, including toilet paper. Okay, every multimedia device that we had in the warehouse, we were selling it. Well, he gave us the four hundred dollars. We popped the champagne. We got the days off, and when we came back, he had a meeting. I thought it was more congratulations. He said, "I just want to let you know that you did a good job." However, today's maximum is tomorrow's minimum. I need y'all to work. Wow. I need y'all to work towards a million five. I sashayed back to my desk. I put some lipstick on. I downloaded the important contacts. I grabbed my purse and I was out. I came home and told Mr. Magnificent, yes. I said, well, I quit my job. But he said, you did what? I said, I quit my job. I said, <laughs> I said, it was a good paying overseer. Yes. 
You know, he gave me 400 and I made him a million. Do the math. That part. I could do that for him. What could I do for me? I do for my. That's right. Now it's a risk. That's right. It's the risk versus the reward. Yes. Somebody's not going to be able to be that bold. Everybody can't just up and quit. But That's if your right. heart is not into it. Yes. If you feel devalued. Yes. Your relationship with your spouse. That's right. Your doctor with your preacher, with your best right. friend, if you feel yeah. devalued, then it's time to reassess that. You have it's to. time to go to the blessed place. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your counseling work that you do and how to get in contact with you, Dr. Tracy. Will do. Uh, with the counseling, um, I have it in different components. Um, it just depends on what you need. Um, if it's more of a personal one-on-one, -on -one, then we will open up that. Um, we work with folks one-on-one -on -one to, uh, from a coaching aspect or counseling. So if you have personal things that you're trying to work through, we can do that. Um, if you need some help to set goals and um, realize some of those dreams, then we can coach you through that. On the flip side, we will also go sit in an organization, whether it be a church, ministry, a school setting, and try to help the staff to help the ministers so they don't lose themselves while helping somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that we do with that. And you can, uh, that book, The Blessed Place, or uh, some of my other books, temporarily, you can go to uh, amazon.com uh, forward slash author forward slash Tracy K. George. Um, and the books will be there temporarily. Um, and we are finishing up the website. Um, it's a very interactive. Um, we uh, plan to have that published in the next uh, upcoming weeks. And you can go to www.the tgap.com that's the t-h-e t-gap t-g-a-p dot com or www.thecorehub.com c-o-r-e-h-u-b and if you need to contact me directly you can find me at Dr. Tracy G on Facebook you can also hit me up in Gmail, Coach T, that's T-E-E, -E, capital G, at gmail.com. Brains, we're going to be able to put all of this information on the websites at the back of the interview and also in the show notes, because this is something that you need to tap into. This is a reservoir of dreams and overflowing streams with crystal clear lakes and bubbling brooks. Do uh, hydrogen, one oxygen is all it took. Okay, so all you need to do is breathe take it all in take it all in suck it up like a straw <laughs> whatever you don't whatever you don't need pass it on to somebody else but take advantage of this f-r-e-e -E. everything is not free everything is not free so when somebody drops you some nuggets okay and we ain't talking about the kind that you get at mcdonald's but when somebody uh, drop you some nuggets <laughs> okay i expect for you to pick them up and chew on them it don't cost you nothing but time. Nothing but time. So I need your time and attention right here on the edge, Brains. I need you to go in and color in the white spaces of your life. 
I need you to find your blessed place, okay? Work with coaches, work with clergy, and also work with yourself. Just have a conversation with yourself. Sit there and do some mirror work. Just sit there and, and talk to yourself. You'd be amazed at the answers that you will find. Go in and listen to other edgy conversations here on The Edge. Uh, like, love, share, and please subscribe. Like, love, share, and please subscribe. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Tracy. You are the queen of everything. Thank you. All right. Brains, handle your business. I love you. Bye. <laughs>